0: welcome everyone to one monstrous episode of the cinema showdown we are the cinema addicts and this week we are bringing to you two classic horror movies these are the universal monsters so stick around to find out who's going to head to head in this week's showdown so enjoy ho <laughs>
1: Dracula, I bid you welcome. Listen to them. Children of the night, what music they make. I was working in the lab late one night. When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash. It got on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom vampire's peace. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode They
0: did the match.
1: They did the monster man. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It got on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster man. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The ball. guest in and, his...
2: and this is Cinema Showdown! This week we have two classic universal monsters from the silver screen days. We have Dracula 1931 versus the Wolfman 1941. So, who will win this monstrous battle? On the eve of Halloween. <laughs> so we have Dracula with a runtime of an hour and 15 minutes and The Wolfman with a au- runtime of an hour and 10 minutes. Both of these films are very short. That was very typical of films back in those early days. Uh, films just didn't have run- long run times. So Dracula stars Bella Laguzzi as Count Dracula, and Helen Chandler as Mina, Edward Van Sloan as Van Helsing Professor Van Helsing, and Dwight Fry as the ever entertaining Renfield. The Wolfman stars Lon Chaney Jr. as Larry Talbot aka The Wolfman. Claude Rains as Sir John Talbot his father and Evelyn Anchors as Gwen Uh, Ralph Bellamy who I loved in the Trading Places film with Eddie Murphy Dan Aykroyd very young in this film as Captain Paul Montford Uh, Warren William as Dr. Lloyd and Maria Auspenskaya I believe, believe that's how you pronounce her name As uh, Maliva the Gypsy Woman. And Bella Laguzzi who plays her Gypsy Son. A.K.A. the first wolf in the film. That bites Larry Talbot and turns him into the Wolfman. So it's kind of funny how Bella Laguzzi. Laguzzi pops up in the Wolfman 2. Ten years after he did Dracula. Okay so on Rotting Tomatoes the Dracula film gets a 91% the the Wolfman slightly higher with 94% Internet Movie Database gives Dracula a 7.6 and uh, the Wolfman gets a slightly lower rating with a 7.4 so both are very close on both uh, ratings websites just one's a little bit higher than the other on both of them so we will get into some story plots here with well, Dracula comes on with Renfield is like a solicitor on like a business trip to Count Dracula's you know, castle and when he arrives there it isn't what he expects and he meets Dracula and before you know it Dracula attacks him and turns him into his personal slave. From there, they travel to England, where Dracula encounters Professor Van Helsing, who must stop Dracula from preying on Dr. Seward's daughter, Mina. In *The Wolf Man*, after returning home to his estranged father because of the death of his brother, Larry Talbot, encounters a werewolf and is bitten before killing the beast. Or, how Bella Lugosi would say in Dracula, children of the night, listen to them, their beautiful music. (laughs) Uh, But now Larry must face whether the legends are true from a gypsy woman while meeting and falling for local girl Gwen. So that's pretty much the plots there. Uh, Both of them are just classic monster stories. Very pretty much simple. So moving on, we have some interesting, trivial things that I found online. One is Bela Lugosi would only go on to portray Dracula one more time after this film and it was in the Abbott and Costello's meet Frankenstein film and uh, when uh, Bela Lugosi actually passed away he was actually buried in his Dracula cape which I think is pretty cool a thousand years from now they end up digging that grave up like who is this person and they're like I don't know He's buried in the Dracula cape maybe he really was Dracula <laughs> another interesting fact I read was Lugosi Edward Van Sloan who played Van Helsing and Herbert Buston all reprised their roles from the Broadway production of Dracula that they did in 1927. So all those guys there that did the uh, Broadway Dracula ended up coming back for the uh, Universal Dracula Dracula film. But that was pretty interesting. And um, the role of Dracula was originally, they wanted Lon Chaney uh, Sr., who is Lon Chaney Jr.'s father to uh, originally star as Dracula, but he passed away and Bela Lugosi ended up being casted. Uh, What's interesting is Lon uh, Chaney Jr., who plays the Wolfman, eventually plays son of Dracula in a future uh, Universal film. One thing that I uh, looked up for uh, in the Wolfman, there's a scene where Larry Talbot, which is Lon Chaney Jr., is... um, struggling fighting with which is bella Lugosi as the wolf and this is where he gets bitten and and eventually becomes the wolf there's a scene where it shows him fighting with the wolf which is which really just looks like a dog (laughs) and that's exactly what it was but it's it was interesting to find out that that dog which was a german shepherd uh, was actually lon cheney uh, jr's own German Shepherd that uh, they used for the film there so he was pretty much just wrestling around with his own dog. (laughs) Um, Most of the werewolf myths that we know today about you know werewolves like silver bullet can kill him and becoming a werewolf from a bite and changing into a werewolf during a full moon Uh, most of those myths come from this film here and Universal uh, originally wanted Boris Karloff, who played Frankenstein, uh, for the role as the Wolfman. I thought that was interesting, too. It just seems like these guys was all in mind to play these roles. So those were some interesting facts that I pulled up. I know a couple things that I wasn't crazy about with Dracula was, you know, they never show fangs in the film. You never see Dracula's fangs at all. Whenever he bites anybody, no fangs come out. And there's also really no cinema score to this film at all. It's it's almost like a silent film. I mean, it's got dialogue in it, not a whole, whole lot, but enough. It's just a real quiet film, which, again, back in that time, uh, they did a lot of silent films, so it was very common for, you know, not to have much music score.
0: I do want to add in real quick that there's a reason why they did not have any sound music for the movie for Dracula. The reason was because since that sound was such a recent invention for films, the makers felt that the audience would not accept hearing music in a scene if there's no explanation for it being there. So that's kind of the reason why.
2: And I wasn't crazy too much about the ending of uh, Dracula, where he picks up Mina right after he kills Renfield, and he sees that Van Helsing... And I believe Mina's father is with him come through the front door of uh, Dracula's castle. He sees that they're after him and he just carries Mina off to their coffins and climbs in and goes to sleep. Like, you know, the sun is coming up, so we better go to sleep. But forget the two guys that's coming through the doors that's probably going to drive stakes through our (laughs) hearts. You know, it's funny because Dr. Van Helsing and them get in there and open their caskets and they're just laying there deep sleep like they've been sleeping all night and you know it doesn't show Van Helsing uh drive the stake through Dracula's heart it just kind of pans away and then you hear it you know he's like oh you hear him like (laughs) "Ah." so you just assumed uh (laughs) Van Helsing just pierced his heart with that wooden stake and then the film just kind of goes off you know and that was kind of common back in those days too films would get to the end conclusion and as soon as they drive the point home of what happens uh, the film just kind of cuts off pretty quickly and you know that's just how it was back then it's the same thing with uh the wolf man when you watch that you get to the end of it and you know his father um kills him with that um, wolf cane the silver cane beats him with it and that's a that's a part of the wolfman i'm not crazy about you know i would prefer, i would have preferred if they would you know with the traditional silver bullet you know shooting with a gun to kill him but um, they used that silver cane uh, to kill him and as soon as they come up and see that it's larry talbot that is the wolfman that the film just abruptly ends you know like i said it's just how they made movies back then they ended quickly like that they weren't long they went off real quick Um, but, you know, so I wasn't crazy about, uh, those few things in Dracula, and then with the Wolfman, uh, the the film kind of drags a little bit the first half hour, and it starts to pick up after that. Like I said, I wasn't crazy with the whole Silver Cane, um, and then just... I don't understand why they didn't dress Bella Lugosi up as a Wolfman too, the way they did uh, Larry Talbot, you know, and Lon Chaney Jr. I think Bella Lugosi would have been probably kind of spooky looking um, in a Wolfman costume, and it would have been pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if it was a budget issue or why they chose to use a German Shepherd, uh, but the, well, that scene there just kind of looks ridiculous. But again, this is we're talking about a movie; these two movies are very quickly approaching almost 100 years old now. So you just can't be too harsh on a, a few of these uh, things that you find in these, in these old films. But the uh, special effects was uh, pretty nice on the Wolfman, uh, especially if, you know, for a film that came out in 1941. Uh, I really like the original look of the Wolfman, and it it's still to this day um, you know, is the iconic Wolfman that we all think of. And, you know, every every wolf movie that's ever made after that, you know, has been inspired by this film. You know, going from uh, The Howling to American Werewolf in London, London, I mean, all these films are inspired from The Wolfman. So, let's get into breaking these films down.
0: Alright, so I'll go ahead and start with what I... Think about the storylines for both the Dracula and the Wolfman. Oh. okay. So Dracula first. I felt like this had a little bit of a better story than the Wolfman. It's slightly longer. I thought that there was a great use of using the townfolk in the beginning of the movie. When Mister Renfield first approaches, he goes through this town that sits below Dracula's castle, and they're all all of them down there are telling him, "Don't go up there." He's evil, that Dracula. And he's kind of like, oh, I kind of got to. It's my job. So he eventually goes up there and hangs out with Dracula. And then he kind of gets all his affairs in order. That way Dracula can go over to England, London, because for some reason he's moving. It's not really explained in the story why he's going over there, but he does. And as he's going over there, they charter a ship to get there. Mr. Renfield gets driven batshit crazy and everyone else on the ship has been murdered and he's the only lone survivor then you go to find out that he's in a mental hospital and he's eating bugs and spiders and all those good juicy things then later on dracula goes to a musical or some kind of performance that's where he meets his next target of who he wants to be the next bride for him mina And the rest of the movie is about him trying to turn Mina into one of his undead brides. And all the other people are trying to stop him and Mr. Renfield acting crazy as hell. So uh, one good thing I like about this whole story is that Dracula actually mingles in public and he just goes and kills whoever. Takes him down a dark alleyway, kills him. And I also like how everyone in there at the end is trying to protect and save Mina. And kind of really drives the story along. What I really do not like about this movie is that it ends abruptly. They kill the bad guy and then the movie's over. Which I understand that's what they used to do back then. But there should be like a little bit more, a little more resolution. Sure the next day maybe. But I guess there's no more story to be told. It just it feels kind of awkward because when you go see a movie, you don't just cut off right after the climax. you just don't do it. So all in all I took off you know 0.25. It would have got a better score if the ending wasn't kind of awkward. Now the Wolfman, it had a, it had a, a decent story, not as good as Dracula. This whole story is about Larry Talbot coming home. And he kind of creeping out the window looking through binoculars at this one woman and goes down to her shop and starts talking to her. And then this is where you get the whole underlying basis lore of what a werewolf is, which I I felt like was a good tie-in. But it also introduces a love interest, which I feel kind of distracts you from the story a little bit maybe because you don't really see... Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman until like the last little bit of the movie and I felt like that's not very good and the movie's called Wolfman it's not a, it should not be at the end it should be kind of at the beginning and have him killing more people and then more effort to stop him I just I feel like that should have been what should have happened also like ja- Dracula this movie also ended kind of weird they kill the Wolfman and the movie's over. Another really awkward ending. So I gave this one off just because it's lacking in story a lot. So that's what I think about the story.
3: With storyline, I like the storyline in both of them. I just, I felt more connected with Dracula just because it gave me more of a creepy Halloween feel to it. You know, you had London, you had the horse carriages coming up. It gave me that old creepy feeling when you watch Dracula. Wolf Wolfman, the storyline, they went a little bit too much into that whole love story with that lady at that antique shop. I just felt like they wasted too much time. And again, these movies ain't that long. Both Wolfman is an hour and ten minutes. Dracula is an hour and fifteen. So the movies are not very long. So I feel like in the Wolfman, they wasted a little too much time with the whole Wolfman falling in love with that lady. From the antique shop. So I felt like by the time it got into him turning into the Wolfman and all that, it just, the the, the movie was already almost done and and over with. You know, you only got the Wolfman a little bit at the ending. So that's why with storyline, I like the storyline and what happens in it a little bit better than Dracula than I did in the Wolfman. Now I will say what hurts these movies, because I'm judging them by storyline and such things like that, is the endings I know it's again it's that day and time so that's how these movies were they did they really didn't have great endings back then they just they quickly just ended it real quickly and the movie goes off they just the end, and that's it <laughs> and that's where it kind of hurts these movies even because you know judge them in this day and time you still it just it just hurts it's the score just a little bit and Dracula when Ben Helsing and the other guy goes down in there it's just really weird. Dracula sees them coming, Van Helsing and him coming after them to kill him and stuff and get the girl back. So instead of him fighting back or keep, you know, running away type of thing or something, he just shuts the door, takes the girl down or lays her into a coffin, and then he lays down in a coffin and goes to sleep. Knowing that Van Helsing and that guy is coming after him right there behind him to put a stake in his heart. So I don't get that whole ending there where Dracula just lays down and then that's it. So after Van Helsing kills Dracula there, Mia's like, oh, you know, darling, she sees her husband and all that, and it's all lovely for a split second, and she's back to normal, and then the movie just goes off the end. And then same with Wolfman. Wolfman's the same way. It's just really corny for one thing. This this is the other thing that bothers me about the Wolfman, is that when I watch the Wolfman, this is a big time Iconic monster here. And you find at the end that his father is the one that kills him, for one. And not only th- his father kills him, but his father uses the silver uh, cane that he has. That, that beats him down with. It just... you think that they would come up with at least a better ending where... They would have got a gun and put silver bullets in it. And had a big showdown and just shot him outside in those woods somewhere. They just, I know, again, it's that day and time, I know, but still, they could have still came up with something better than the father beating him down with a silver cane that kills him at the end. They just, they didn't put too much effort in that. And then again, the ending, after he beats him down with the cane, the silver cane, and kills him, they get the girl off the ground, and then it's just quickly, that's it, it's, it's done and over, the movie goes off real quickly. So that's, that's thing that kills me about these two movies is this, this the ending the most. The ending just really just cracks me up how they quickly just kill the monster and then it just goes off.
2: Both of these films have a typical average story for, you know, a monster film. It's pretty much what you expect when you watch Dracula and pretty much what you expect for the Wolfman. You know, they're not the best story and scripts that you've ever read. So I took away 0.25 for both. You know, it's a pretty good solid monster story i'd say between the two i like dracula's story a little bit better but i still took off 0.25 for both for the main acting i thought bella Lugosi was um great as count dracula and you know he's he's forever remembered as count dracula for, uh, to me when i think of count dracula i think of bella Lugosi, and i think of christopher lee in the hammer films those are my two Draculas that I always think of. I thought he did a great job and you know every vampire Dracula film that's ever been made after this, uh, you know, took something from his character. And, you know, he's forever gonna be remembered as Count Dracula. So I took off point zero for Dracula and for the main acting in the Wolfman. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr. did a pretty good job. I don't think he did his greatest job as Bela Lugosi, as Count Dracula, but uh, he did a pretty good job too. And again, you know, it's just that time, the 1930s and 40s.
0: I also thought that Bela Lugosi had a great performance as Dracula. This movie was made 84 years ago, and he's still remembered as Dracula. I know everyone else here thinks that. Christopher Lee is Dracula, but I I know I'm going to get weird looks here, but I've never seen the Christopher Lee ones, so when I hear Dracula, I think of Bela Lugosi. I'm just saying. I thought his performance was great. I thought it was very creepy how he talked, how he talked kind of slow, and when he's like, I'm Dracula, welcome. I thought that was great. The reason why he kind of talked like that is because he does not speak very good English and he had to practice the lines over and over and over again to make them sound like he does speak English. And I felt like that made it seem like every time he delivered a line that his character was actually thinking and using a lot of thought into whatever this character was saying. also felt that his facial acting was really on on key. He did a lot of good serious looks and glares that he did as a character. One one thing I did not kinda like, but you can't you can't blame this because this was a movie made eighty four years ago, was when he was looking in a mirror or if there was a crucifix, he kinda just covered his face and turned with his cape. I didn't take anything off of that, just for the fact that I do know that it was a different time and I can't really judge it on that per se. So I took zero off for him. He is Dracula to me. And like Robbie has said before, he was buried in his Dracula cape. So I thought he did great. Now for the main acting for The Wolfman, Lon Chaney Jr. I thought he did a good job. I took .25 off for him. He did a good job being very concerned about his actions when he was turning into the Beast. I thought that was really good. But... I didn't really care for all the, you know, hitting on the girl and this and that. I also thought he did a decent job acting as the monster. Just saying.
3: Acting-wise, acting is pretty much the same on on par with both of them. Again, for that time, there's moments in the movie where you find cheesy acting in it, on um, both Wolfman and Dracula. So it's kind of like what it is for, for them filming this back then <laughs> with these actors. Which I would, I would, you know, I would say that Bella Lugosius, yeah. however you say his last name, him playing Dracula is just awesome. He does an awesome job of Dracula. There's, there's still a good scenes where the camera goes up on his eyes and his eyes are glowing. The lights, of the sun is shining on his eyes. Still some creepy, creepy good scenes in that movie when you watch it today. So, and then the the actor that played Wolfman. He did a good job. I liked him. I liked his his acting he did in the Wolfman. He his main acting was pretty good. Supporting acting, supporting acting is the same way. The both 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 movies the supporting acting is just okay. I will say in Dracula, Redfield in it he steals the show. The the actor that's playing him, he is hilarious in it. I think he outshines anybody, even Bella as playing Dracula. I, every time he comes into the into the scenes and acting. He just cracks me up. I think he played his character excellent in it. So, and then in the supporting acting, Wolfman, it's just eh. It's just okay. The the lady, his mistress that he starts falling in love with at the antique shop, and then his father in it, they, they're all okay in it. I mean, there's, it's just like, again, that acting for that day and time, so.
0: I also agree with you, Brian, with the supporting acting. For Wolfman, I was also probably going to say that I felt that the acting was pretty much eh, nonetheless. Uh, The really only person I thought did probably a good job was the Gypsy Lady. I can't remember her name. No one was very memorable at all from the supporting cast. So that really tanked the score a little bit for me. So I gave it 0.5 because it's just average acting at best. But with Dracula, the acting was a lot better. I took .25 off. The supporting acting, I feel like, is Van Helsing and Renfield. And as Brian was saying, Renfield stills the show. Two things you remember, or three things you remember, is Dracula, Van Helsing, and Renfield. Renfield, like like I've said before, is batshit crazy. He is so hilarious. There's this one part where he's like... And I had a dream. My master came to me. I looked out, and there's just a field of rats. And I knew he was going to do everything for me. (laughs) I thought that part was great. And it's really surprising that they show someone this crazy in a movie made back in 1931, 84 years ago. I thought that was a little ahead of its time with that. I felt Van Helsing did great. I thought his character came off very smart and confident. Like he was very well versed in the knowledge or I I should just say cryptozoology which would cover, you know, vampires, werewolves, mermen or whatever the hell you want to add in there, Sasquatch. Not talking about Sasquatch or the Bottom of the Snowman. That's a different subject, but hey. I thought like I said, I thought he did great. He did a good job going head to head with Dracula. There's just one scene where Dracula's trying to do like his mind control on Van Helsing, and Van Helsing has too much willpower to fall under it. So it's just Dracula with his hand sticking out saying, come here, turns his head end and goes, here, I see that you have too much willpower. I thought that was a good scene.
2: For the supporting acting um, with Dracula, that would be Ellen Chandler's Mina. And Edward Van Sloan as Van Helsing and Dwight Fry as Renfield. I thought uh, the actress who played Mina was good, solid. Edward Van Sloan, you know, as Van Helsing, he's kind of like the very first Van Helsing that, you know, I remember. But he's not, I don't think he's the greatest Van Helsing to me. The greatest Van Helsing will forever be Peter Cushing and the uh, Christopher Lee, you know, Hammer films. So I, I you know, when I first think of uh, Van Helsing, I think of Peter Cushing, who's very iconic in those days. But Edward Van Sloan did a pretty good job too. Now Dwight Fry as Renfield, to me, he steals this film. Even though you know everybody remembers Bela Lugosi first as Dracula and deservedly so, but to me, Dwight Fry is very entertaining as Renfield and very funny. I just think he does a really good job in uh, in this role as Renfield. So I probably would have took away point fifty if it weren't for Renfield. So he did such a great job, I took away only .25. Now with the Wolfman, we have I would say mainly the we got a few characters in this. That I would say supporting cast too, like you know Claude Rains is. Sir John Talbot, Evelyn Anchors as Gwen, you know, the Gypsy Woman. There's a few characters that, you know, there's no one that really, to me, stands out directly as, you know, the one person that's supporting cast. I mean, it's just those few there. And I thought they all did a pretty good job. Nobody really stood out acting-wise for me in The Wolfman. You know, like, oh, man, they, they did a great job. I, I mean, they all did a solid... Good acting job, but nobody really stood out like the way the Renfield did in Dracula. I did like Bella Lugosi's little role as, um, but it's funny, is this character's name in The Wolfman is Bella. So I, I thought, um, supporting cast is probably about point fifty, Nothing, um, you know, to me, nothing really extraordinary. So I gave it just kind of like an average. Now, for the cinema score, uh, like I said earlier, Dracula really didn't have much of a uh, score at all. I mean, there's like really no music in it. So, for that, even though, like I said, it was since it was that time where they did a lot of silent films and there wasn't much cinema score, um, I, t- I took away point 0.50. Uh, there is a little bit of a score in The Wolfman. I mean, it's nothing memorable, but at least there was something in it, unlike Dracula. Uh, but again, the Wolfman was made 10 years later. So for me, I took away .25 for the Wolfman. Couldn't go up much higher than that, but like I said, at least they had a little bit in it. So I couldn't do .50 like I did with Dracula.
0: In my opinion, seeing that Dracula did not have any sort of score whatsoever... I did take off point 75 for that because they did this intentionally I couldn't give like the full point off but again you know this is not a silent film They, they are talking this is a talking movie silent films had dialogue that was written out on like a on a scene card or something and that would flash up in between scenes and that would all be played towards an orchestra or something. So that's why there's no sound in Dracula. Now with Wolfman, there is a soundtrack. There is music playing in the background. But it's nothing memorable. I can't look back and be like, Oh yeah, that that was that was the Wolfman. There are movies that were made back then that did have good sound effect or not sound effects good soundtracks and stuff like example the wizard of oz we all know the songs from wizard of oz that was made back in those that day so that's just my two cents now moving on to le special effects don't mind the turning of the paper so special effects i both scored these the same 0.25 off again i am judging this based on the current era that these movies are filmed in i thought they did really good advanced things for the time like whenever dracula would try to hypnotize or do something to somebody or glare at him they would shine a light on his face to make them seem like his eyes are glowing Because back back then, eighty four years ago, you didn't have that technology to make their eyes pop, glow like that. Not even have color. So I thought that was a good way to make it look real intense and fearful. Also, looking back now, this seems really really cheesy, but for then, I thought that was a good. This is this thing I'm going to talk about next is a good use. They use a fake bat that they flap up and down. It seems like that could have seemed like, oh man, they actually got a bat in there back then because, you know, they did not know no better. Now with the Wolfman, I thought that the effects were really good in this. I really like how they did the whole process of him transforming into the Wolfman. I thought that was really cool. How they did like kind of like a frame by frame shot of him slowly getting hairier and hairier. But one thing I did not like, which Robbie mentioned earlier about using the German Shepherd, I, th- I felt this was something that was really, really inconsistent with the story. Now, why would Bella Lugosi, playing his character Bella, turn into a German Shepherd werewolf and Larry Talbot turns into the Wolfman? It makes no sense. They should, like Robbie said previously, they should have had Bella Lugosi dress up as a wolfman of some sorts. But my, my theory on that is probably they were probably going to have Larry Talbot turn into another, like a dog character maybe i i don't know and that was like maybe like a last minute change they're like well we're going to go ahead and do this Uh, another thing with his makeup i was reading online that it took like four hours no it was like four or six hours to put on his makeup and then like three hours just to take it off that's crazy just saying that is crazy that's like eight hours of your day just putting on and removing makeup. And you got to know, taking all those little hairs off had you hurt like a bitch.
2: Special effects in both films uh, are pretty good. Uh, you got to think these, these movies are 80 years old now, <laughs> roughly. They're pretty solid. And I I took away 0.25 just because you know, they're very old now. But for that time, they were still really good. So... Just
3: took away 0.25 only. And you know, like I said, you can't really judge by special effects. I mean, Dracula, you don't get to see his his teeth at all. You don't see his fangs coming out of his mouth or nothing like that. You don't see blood. And the same with Wolfman, you don't see him biting into somebody or something like that. So special effects, you can't go by that really at all. There's just that day and time didn't have that type of technology and that type of stuff to really pull that stuff off so and there was at the end of Dracula all you all you heard was Dracula moan going oh <laughs> when Van Helsing put the stick in his heart and all that stuff you don't see none of that you just go straight to the coffin and you know you don't even see it so
2: for entertainment value and rewatchability I took away point fifty in both categories from both films and the reason why I went with point .50 is because, you know, these these films now are, are really so old. And I know for a lot of people they're not outdated. But for me they are a little, a little bit. My, the only thing that really keeps me into these two films a lot is the fact that uh, they are so iconic. And they are the classic monster films. And I am obsessed with Halloween and horror films. So, you know, I... I could re-watch these movies every couple years, you know, around Halloween time. I I don't know if I could watch them every year, you know, just just because, you know, like I said, to me they are a little bit outdated now. I just have never been really crazy with a lot of old black and white films. And to me, I I, you know, I kind of compare these, you know, when when I rated these films, even though, you know, they have these real high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, like you know, in the in the '90s, but uh, to me, the Internet Movie Database uh, ratings are a little bit more accurate with their seven point something. So I took off point fifty for entertainment value and rewatchability on both Dracula and the Wolfman you um, Yeah, I was I, I was entertained just because. It is Dracula, the Wolfman, the classic universal monsters. But at the same time, I couldn't re-watch these movies over and over. And I, I don't even know if I could watch them every Halloween. Maybe every few years on Halloween. So, for me, the winner, and I got both of these movies ranked pretty close. Like I said, I thought the Internet Movie Database ratings were pretty accurate. So, when you tally up everything I took off, for Dracula, I gave a 7.75 star. And for The Wolfman, I gave 7.50. So barely, by a quarter, the winner for me is Dracula. And I think the main reason why I went to Dracula is for one, The Wolfman is a little bit slow the first half hour. And it really doesn't feel like the classic monster film until, you know, halfway in and the movie's only an hour and ten minutes. You know, you're at least 30 minutes in it until, you know, you start really feeling like this is a monster film. Whereas in Dracula, right away from the beginning and the get-go, it feels like a monster Halloween film. You see Dracula pretty quickly right away. And I just feel like Dracula doesn't drag as much as the Wolfman, and is just a little bit more of a entertaining film you know between the two i could watch dracula more than the wolfman so i had to give the edge to dracula uh but at the same time both of these are classic universal films that will be forever immortalized around this time of the year year after year you're going to see these films stocked in stores played on TV and you know they're just classic films um of that time i would like to also point out that uh, lon cheney jr did go on to reprise uh, his wolfman role four more times where bella Lugusi um only did it one more time like i previously mentioned but like i said i gotta go with dracula here you know this film went on to inspire all the dracula vampire films that we've seen after that And it's just a traditional look of Dracula. I mean, you know, it's got that 1800s London, Transylvania feel. I still have to say that I think Christopher Lee is my favorite Dracula of all time. And like I said, I think Peter Cushion will always be my favorite Van Helsing too. But these are two classic great films. You could probably go with either one. Um, It would be interesting to see what we would have thought if we included uh, Frankenstein 2 with Boris Karloff. But we went with these two, so for me, the winner is Dracula.
0: For me, I gave both movies, for entertainment and rewatchability, all across the board, 0.25 off. I really enjoy old movies. I watch them a lot. Now, probably in the years coming up, I will probably watch Dracula. I will probably watch The Wolfman over again. Every year for Halloween, like for like an example, for Christmas, every year I have to watch it. It's a wonderful life. This was a movie made in the 1940s. I love this movie. Another you know movie I love made from the 1940s Mr. Smith goes to Washington. I like old black and white, so that being made all the way back then does not really hurt this at all for me. So I thought Dracula is very entertaining throughout the whole thing it had kind con- of had comedy in it was kind of spooky for back then that is and it's very rewatchable it's only like hour and 15 minutes boom it's done you know watching a 90 minute episode of the walking dead takes longer than watching dracula same goes with Wolfman. Wolfman. takes an hour and 10 minutes out of your time just watch it it's a good movie For the most part so at the end of the day the very last scores that I'm going to mention of these two movies I gave the wolfman a 7.5 out of 10 and I gave Dracula an 8.0 out of 10 So, for me, the winner
3: is Dracula. So, what do you guys think? So, overall, I give the nod to Dracula. Just because of a few factors. One is just because that Bella Lugosius, he plays Dracula so awesome, he's memorable. I do pick Christopher Lee over as my best friend dracula of all time but i will say bella he does he does his great job he's it started with him he's the one who who play this iconic dracula that everyone remembers when you think of dracula he's he should be the first one that pop in your head and i agree with that but christopher lee uh, his dracula movies if you haven't seen him you should check those out if you like dracula movies he, he he's another one he plays dracula very well love what christopher lee do, does but and, and like I say, well Dracula, why pick Dracula with Wolfman? Is because I get more of a Halloween, more monster type creepy feeling to Dracula than I do Wolfman. I mean, it's really cool how when it comes on it shows the horse carriage rolling up and it's already kind of getting dark a little bit and the villagers are there telling Radfield that, you know, don't go up to Count Dracula's castle, you know, and all that stuff. So it's really creepy. I love how that creepiness that you get from Dracula. So my winner of this showdown is Dracula.
0: Looks like the overall winner, landslide victory, is Dracula. Dracula beats Wolfman. So on to the next task. Next up, we are going to decide who is going to be the hardest to survive from so i will go ahead and start so the question is vampire versus werewolf which one will be more likely to kill you which one will be harder to survive from so the problem that faces werewolves they only change on the full moon which is only a couple days a month Vampires are vampires 24-7. But the downfall of that is you have the entire day to escape. So overall, I feel like a vampire would be harder to survive from just for the fact that nighttime comes every night and he can come get you. Now, the Wolfman, he only changes at night also. But for the majority of his time on this face of this earth, he is a mortal man. Just those couple times, he becomes a werewolf. So now if we're talking movie Dracula versus movie The Wolfman... Kind of, it's kind of hard to figure that one out because both seem like they're pretty easy to survive from. Wolfman, just get a silver cane, just beat the shit out of them. I know everyone else here has had a problem with that, but overall, that cane's made out of silver, and silver is what will kill a werewolf. The reason why they use silver bullets is that way you don't have to get up close and personal. Because if you get up and close and personal, you run the chance of dying. You shoot him from way back. You risk no harm to yourself. Now, Dracula, I know this has been stated before. He goes to sleep when he, you're chasing after him. So kind of hard to think which one I would survive easiest from because you got the narcoleptic vampire versus the werewolf I can beat up with a stick so I'm still gonna go with Dracula after this because he does have the capability to hypnotize you I don't know who all else out here has strong will like Van Helsing but I know there's probably a lot of people that he'd be able to tell, come here, here, and, you know, he would do it. Or eat rats and spiders and flies, juicy flies and spiders. So for me, when we look at movie Dracula versus vampires, they win all around. So, Robbie, what do you think?
2: Uh Dracula, I would take my chances uh more with the wolfman. <laughs> and the reason why is cuz you know with um with the wolfman, you know, he's only he turns into the werewolf, you know, full moon, you know, and during the day, you know, he's back human, so you know, you got Plenty of chances to kill him throughout the day. And then even at nighttime, you don't have to really get up close to killing him. You can just kind of stand back with a gun and shoot him with a silver bullet. Now, not to say that there's, you know, it's not still a lot of risk. You know, I wouldn't want to have to take my chances with either one. But between the two, I would take my chances with the Wolfman. Yeah, because with Dracula, you got to get up real close and personal to drive a stake through his heart. You're not gonna probably catch him at sun, you know, during in the day during the sun. So I'm, mean, you could track him down, you know, during the day while he's sleeping in his coffin and try to kill him. But again, you got to just get up so close to him to drive a stake through his heart, you know. Um, you know, with Dracula, he turns into a bat. I just would not like to t- <laughs> take a chance with having to kill Dracula. Between the two, I would have to go with The Wolfman the better chance of survival. <laughs> uh, I thought I would mention, since last week me and Brian forgot to send in our survival clip with Halloween and Scream. I know Zach said his last week. I thought I'd go ahead and do mine now. Between Michael Myers and Ghostface, I would rather take my ch- chances with uh, Scream and Ghostface. And The reason why is because it's pretty simple. Ghostface is a man or a woman. Depends on what film you're watching. <laughs> but, you know, with Michael Myers, he's an unstoppable force. We don't even know if he's human or not. You can shoot the guy six times like Dr. Loomis did. The guy just gets up and keeps coming. You just cannot kill this guy. You cannot keep him down. He's super strong. You know, with Scream... You know, the main mystery is just who the killer is, so you can't really trust nobody. So, yeah, I mean, that's creepy too. You know, you don't know who's getting ready to stab you in the back. But, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, Scream might run quick after Ghostface might run quick after you, where Michael Myers is walking more slower, but he still somehow is able to keep up with you. I just, at the end of the day, you know, I'll take my chances with somebody that I can kill with a gun versus somebody that's just going to get up and keep coming at me. So, I would take my chance with those face and Scream. I feel like that's the better chance of survival.
3: I'll go ahead and point that out. I would have to go with Scream just because he's human and I could outrun him better. Michael Myers, he's like an unstoppable force, so... There's no way escaping Michael Myers. There's a good chance I could kill Scream, catching him off guard, I could kill Scream. So, Okay, so now for this survival one of this week with Dracula and Wolfman, I'm going to have to pick I would survive longer with the Wolfman just because Dracula isn't... He's just he's just more creepier and more... He seems like he can get you out of the dark quicker. You know, he turns into a bat. He could fly into your window, your house, anytime, time, or sneak up behind you as a bat, and then, you know, pop up right behind you, drag you, and bite you, kill you, and all that stuff. With Wolfman, he, for one thing, he comes Wolfman only when there's a full moon at nighttime. So I could, by the time it gets nighttime, I could be out of the country into the other side of the world. <laughs> With Dracula, it's just I know he can't come out into the daylight and all that, so it's kind of similar too. He can't he come out into the sun and all that, but but still though, I think Dracula is would get you way quicker than the Wolfman could. So my pick is I would survive longer with Wolfman.
0: All right, next up are our fake movie pitches or movie trailers you have to wait and find out which one of us do pitches which one of us does trailers so this week we have mickey rourke in a monster film it's not a very far fetched thing because mickey rourke is a monster of himself so brian go ahead and do your thing
3: okay so my movie pitch of this week i have mickey rourke playing as a monster ...of a man-bat... ...a large-sized bat... ...that is a man... ...the movie is called... ...Creature of the Woods... ...I have it where it's back in... ...kind of, you know, the old days... ...similar to... ...movies like Wolfman and such... ...back when, you know, there was no cars... ...and nothing like that, it was all carriage horses... ...and all that stuff... ...so, I have it to where... ...in the woods, there's a legend... ...of a life-sized bat... That lurks in the woods, and usually you don't see it until nighttime when a full moon. So I have a couple actors starring in it. One, I have one of them. It's Tom Hardy. I have him, who's actually the hunter, who goes eventually into the woods to find this creature because there has been one too many killings from this creature that's called the man bat. I also have Jennifer Lawrence as the mentor's mistress, mistress love to Mickey Rourke that cuz he uh, again he's he's a man bat but after nighttime he's human again. So it's kind of similar to wolfman a little bit but now werewolf he's a, he's a life-size man bat at night. <laughs> and then at the end I have Tom Hardy setting up a big life-size human type trap out in the woods to catch the man bat and to kill it so and at the end Tom Hardy does kill the man bat but at the same time he gets killed too so they both die at the end so I thought that'd be pretty creepy type of little give you a universal type monster feel to it a uh, Mickey Rourke in a monster type movie so that is my movie pitch of the week
0: all right so now it's time for my movie pitch this week i decided to try out a trailer so here we go coming this october a story you have never heard before once there was a young bird lover who was murdered by a group of thugs who took his birds and killed them all but one after the murder occurred a lightning storm hits the body of the young man turning him into the pigeon man Forty years later, he seeks revenge while trying to find his bird. Each victim, he tells them, My book. book. Everything changes, when Ben Affleck tries to fool him with a fake bird this way.
1: my book pissed
0: off pigeon man now on a murdering spree cursing everyone who's mean to birds complaining about his holiness God
1: if you could make God bleed. Think people will cease to believe in him, and they will be blood in the water, and the sharks will come. All
0: right, everyone, those were our movie pitches and trailers. So next up we got Brian with his movie quote of the week.
3: Okay, everybody got your movie quote here of the week. That's also the clue for next week's showdown. So I'm going to go ahead and read off the movie quote. I just can't see God putting a gift like that in a man's hands who would kill a child. Okay, so there you go. That is the movie quote. If you know what it is, post it on our Facebook or Twitter or iTunes, whatever you like. It's a pretty good movie. And this showdown for next week is going to be a pretty good tough one. So please tune in next week and find out what two movies they are
0: all right everyone that is it for us today this week and that is the end of our halloween horror october showdowns so next week no horror movies in, unfortunately so check us out on facebook twitter like us follow us not in person because it's creeping illegal but on twitter and Facebook, follow the hell out of us. So we are the cinematics and good night. <laughs>